Welcome back to the Far Better Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Clark. Glad that you're with us for another week with my boy, Josh Cantrell. Uh, I call him Cantrell. And one thing about Josh, for y'all, Cantrell for me, that you may not know is that he is a massive Auburn fan. So you need to pray for him. Um, It's been rough uh, since the last couple of years when they've been able to do anything. Um, But I tease mostly because I'm a Nebraska fan, as y'all know, and we ain't done nothing. So. Steelers fans too. Yeah, Steelers fan too. You know, but but at least the Steelers are more of a, you know, they're kind of more of a household name to a lot of people. Um, but uh, no, Cantrell and I, we always enjoy getting together to talk about the Bible. And today we're talking about suffering together. You know, as we think about being a true community, that's what the church is supposed to be. True communities suffer, and when you think about suffering, we can point back to our own country and find, you know, for example, in 2001 with 9-11, you know, it's one of the only events in our history where you can just say 9-11 and people know exactly what you're talking about. They know you're speaking about the tragic day when the World Trade Centers were taken down and many planes were crashed in the process. And that community mindset hit our country hard right then and there you know people talked about you know i want to have a a community like 912 because on the next day after all of this tragedy had taken place we all came together and there's this very true statement in that when suffering occurs we kind of rally you know to each other and it seems like at times when we don't have suffering that we kind of get at each other's throats and we deal with all these problems and all this. And yet, unfortunately here we are in a pandemic and, and we're suffering to an extent, you know, we've lost a lot of our loved ones. We've lost a lot of the, the freedoms we're used to as, you know, places are closed down and things of that nature. And we're not rallying together. We're being further driven apart. And so I think one of the things about suffering Cantrell that, that's our first question here is people have it in their minds that if they become a a Christian, they never suffer again. That becoming a Christian means that God has your back. You will never want for anything. There will never be any trials or tribulations. So is that true? Does it becoming a Christian mean that suffering is over? So interesting because when you read the new Testament, when you read the life of the apostles, of course, in John chapter 15, 18, the following, Jesus tells them, excuse me, if the world um, hated me, the world is also going right. to hate you also. So it's almost it seems like being a Christian and suffering is almost a package deal. Right. A few verses that come to my mind, 2 Timothy 3, 12, yet all that live godly. And I, and I love to point that out there because Timothy is saying, if you live a righteous life, a moral life, the life God wants you to live, what's the reward for that? You will suffer persecution. Right. First Peter 4, verse 16, Peter says, yet if any man suffer as a Christian. So, again, the implication there, Christians do suffer. But he also says, let us not be ashamed. Let us glorify God on this behalf. So with being a Christian from the New Testament perspective, that is, of course, we know we will have to suffer. Again, the apostles, Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5, uh, being thrown into prison. Acts 16, verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. They sang praises unto God, 2 Corinthians eleven twenty two. So, so many verses mm-hmm. allude to the fact that Christians suffer. But again, 1 Peter 2, verse 20, we're called to follow in his steps, to be like Jesus. And so, because Jesus suffered, 
uh, because he uh, was trying to do right by himself, trying to do right by the father. He gave us an example for all of us to mimic. First Corinthians 11 and 1, you mimic me, you follow me as I follow Christ. So Christian does not, no, Christian does not give you the, the arrogance, I guess is the word I'm looking for, that you will not suffer because you will. Yeah, and in fact, in Philippians 1, 28 through 30, we're told that, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake, having the same conflict which you saw in me and now here is in me. And this is the book that everyone calls the greatest book that we have on the subject of joy. You know, in, in this entire context of Philippians, we're reading about joy, and yet he's suffering, he's in prison, he's dealing with all of these difficulties, and he says, this is your lot. And I, I grew up hearing my dad talk about a, a song, and I, I know I'm not going to quote the, the person who sings it right, but I know that the lyric is, I beg your pardon, I never promised you a rose garden, you know, and the idea of that song is, I never promised you that it would be easy, and yet we have Christians that simply look at the Bible and say, well, it's supposed to be easy, right? It's supposed to be easier. Well, it's easier than living in the world, but it doesn't mean that we're not going to suffer. It's almost as if Christians have taken on the mindset of the world in regards to suffering. Well, yeah. If God loves you like he says he does, then why are you suffering? Yeah. If if, if he cares for you and if he wants to give you, if he's just going verse three, all these blessings, well, you wouldn't be suffering like you would. And thus... In many denominations, you can come in, once saved, always saved, right. doctrine. And so, again, the New Testament just constantly is showing us that if you're suffering, you're in some good company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you think about uh, in the sporting world, they'll post a graphic that says, only one other player has ever done this, and it's, you know, it's Peyton Manning. And people are like, wow, Peyton Manning did that. You know, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played. And, and for this quarterback to be in that same, you know, that's amazing. And you think about what a blessing it should be for Christians to say that we suffer like Christ wow. suffered. What, what a, you know, graphic that would be if we could have, you know, this is a Christian. He suffers like Christ suffered. He's dealing with the same problems and he's doing it because he loves the Lord. It makes me think about the Apostle Peter. Of course, a lot of historians have said when they tried to crucify Peter, Peter mm -hmm. said, wait, hey, dude, this is upside down. I'm not even worthy to die like my Lord. Yeah. Now, why will we suffer? I mean, we, you asked the question of does it, being a Christian make it better? But the next people, the next question people always want to ask is, well, why? Why should we suffer? Why, If God really loves me, why would he let me suffer? I might think it's about Hebrews 12 or 6, where the Bible says, Whom God loves, he chastens or he chastises, depending on the translation. And I also think about the book of Job. Uh, when you read Job chapter 1, and of course, Job 1 verse 1, he was a perfect little bright man, mm -hmm. one that feared God, he shewed all evil. Uh, Job 1 verse 5, there he is, offering sacrifices for himself and all his family. And then you get down to about verse number eight, and the Bible says, Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him in all the earth. And here you have this conversation going on. And, and basically, in Job 13, verse 15, Job says, Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Uh, Job 23, verse 10, But he knoweth the way I take when he has tried me, tested me, uh, I shall come forth as gold. There's some stuff I've learned, I'm sure you've learned, when the clouds are dark, when life isn't going the way we expect it. In those moments, 
I believe God is shaping us mm-hmm. and building us uh, and, and really for our faith to increase. Right. A faith not tested is a faith not worth having. Right. Well, and that's that's so true. If I if being a Christian were easy, then everybody would be a Christian. That's right. Yep. And there wouldn't really be any type of significance to the the passage in Matthew seven and verses thirteen and fourteen where it says only a few will choose to go down this path. Um, on my way up here to film this weekend for our 2022 season of Scattered Abroad, the joint podcast, shameless plug, uh, on my way up here, I was trying to make it, I had, I had spoken at a lectureship and my session was at three o'clock. And so I knew it was going to be a stretch to get here by seven, especially where I was at. It was about a four hour drive. So I was like, I'm going to get there, you know, at 7.20. I was like, okay, 20 minutes into class, you know, I can then be there for the devotional at East Hill, and I can enjoy that, and all this kind of, you know, blessing, get to see you guys, and so I'm driving, I'm on 72, heading this way, and all of a sudden, when I'm still about three hours out, I come to a stop, and I'm just kind of looking at it and going, okay, I guess we're having some traffic, it's it's almost 4.30, 5 o'clock, you know, must be the traffic to go home, and then I notice that we're not moving at all. And the realization hits of, oh, okay, there's an accident ahead. There's an accident up ahead. And I'm driving. I'm I'm looking at the clock, and I, it says I'm going to make it by 7.20. Now it says I'm going to make it by 8.20 <laughs> because it took an hour. And I started to sit there and go, oh, if I had known that this road was going to lead me down this path... I would have gone down 64 instead of 72 because even on 64, I would have added 20 minutes to my drive, but I wouldn't have added an hour because there wasn't a wreck. But here's the thing. Christianity is basically saying there's an accident on this road and you still have to drive down it. And you might be the one involved in the accident. And yet it's still the best way for me to make it to heaven. And being a Christian, why will we suffer? Because I think suffering... It gives us skin in the game. You know, when you think about investing in something, when you put your money into a product, you are invested and it makes or breaks you. If it goes well, you're going to enjoy that. If it goes poorly, you're going to suffer because of it. As a Christian, if if everyone could just never suffer, never deal with anything, then we really wouldn't understand what dedication to Christ is. Because these individuals of the world would just be able to say, well, I'm a Christian. Why wouldn't I be a Christian? Look, it's the easiest life there is. And they don't understand that what we said earlier in this episode is it's an easier life than living like the world. It's not the easiest life to live. In all honesty, I would venture to say that being worldly is the easiest life to live. Because you don't really deal with many problems. You don't deal with many things. The world won't really come at you if you don't come at it. And that's why we suffer. We suffer, like you mentioned, because Jesus was hated. We're going to be hated too. But I love what you said about Job. Because Job was one that the only reason he suffered was that he feared God. That's it. There was no other rhyme or reason. He just feared the Lord. And that's exactly what will happen to us. Well, Cantrell, what what about the idea of suffering together? Does that really make a difference? It reminds me, um, well, by the time this comes out, we had, you know, done the joint podcast already. But the verse we used quite often this week was Galatians 6. Mm-hmm. Um, if any man be overtaken in the fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one 
but he also talks about bearing each other burdens, being a burden bearer. And Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seventeen, Paul talks about being together our light afflictions, which is but for a moment. But suffering together, again, it it allows you and it lets you you know you're not in this by yourself. Mm-hmm. I know I love sports movies, and uh, I can't remember which one it was verbatim. I know I think it was Remember the Titans. And you know, Denzel Washington came. He had both groups, and he was like, if "We don't come together." Uh, will be destroyed just like they were. Yeah. And I think that's so important for, for Christians today because if we come together, if we, you know, band together, we can be more effective for saving souls to Christ. A good illustration that I heard was like taking your hand and, and balling it up in the fish. You have all your fingers together, but as soon as you open it, you have each one going a different way. And that's not the way God intended for the church to be. He wanted us to be together. Uh, Romans 12, verse, uh, Romans 12, 15, uh, rejoice with them that joy, rejoice, weep with them that weep. And so the Bible is constantly wanting us Christians to band together, to love each other, to be there for each other. Because again, if you're suffering, I'm suffering. We're, we're a team. We're brothers in Christ. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And so it's, it's so important for us to make sure we have that family mentality. Because I know some Christians who will go hard for their family in the world, yeah. yet those of like precious faith, sometimes we don't even talk to. Yeah. Well, I'm the I'm the opposite. Like if you're if you're a member of the body of Christ, you're family, and I will I'll give you the money, the clothes off my back. But some family members in the world, they they crazy. Yeah. And our interests are totally different. They're one to please the world, and I'm one to please God. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. It, if I could suffer with you, then I'm not in it alone. You know, I think one of the most horrible moments of Jesus' life was not just the crucifixion, but it was praying alone in the garden. It was being by himself, and he's asking his disciples, can you not watch with me one hour? Can you not pray for one hour even? Can Are you really not going to, you know, be with me? And then you think about all that happens to Jesus before the crucifixion even. Then his disciples forsake him, and they flee, all of them. Now, yes, some, some <laughs> went back and followed after him, but we can't really give Peter that much credit because Peter then denied him three times. So you think of all of this, and you know, one of the gospel accounts points out <laughs> that Jesus turned and looked at Peter on the third time that he had denied him. Imagine that look. And imagine that feeling, too, of, of knowing that it was going to happen just as he said it would, and Jesus suffers, and he, he goes through the cross alone, even to the point where he calls out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that's a reference back to Psalm 22 and verse 1, which talks about being so far from helping him. Jesus suffered and died on the cross alone, and yet we get the blessing of suffering together. I get to suffer with people. He suffered for me. Now I get to suffer with him and for him, but I get to do it with other people. Uh, Cantrell, I appreciate you being on this episode today. And next week, we're going to start talking about support in the community. And we will begin a series on that. And we'll look at the idea of we will have problems. You know, we we don't want to sugarcoat it. We will have problems. Now, in case you all are wondering, you can check out our show notes for all of our information. And we want to hope and pray that you'll check out all the other stuff on the Scattered Abroad Network. But until next week, let's please God now so our eternity is far better.
What's up, guys? It's Caleb and Michael over here from the Scattered Abroad Network, and we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to this episode. Yeah, we're so thankful to the East Hill Church of Christ for overseeing this network, and we're grateful to God for this opportunity. And don't forget, you can check out our show notes below for all of our social media links, email address, website, and we have a monthly newsletter, so don't forget to sign up for that. Please remember to leave us a rating or a review on whatever platform it is that you use, and please continue to keep our network in your prayers. As always, thank you again so much for listening. Be ready tomorrow. We have brand new content coming out here on the SAN. Thanks so much, and God bless.